the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio? With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump is calling on supporters to inundate the Atlantic's co owner Lorraine Powell Jobs with messages after the magazine said he once called American troops killed in combat losers. The president calling the Atlantic a radical left magazine. Last week, the Pentagon released a report on the expansion of the Chinese military, saying they're in a position to gain superiority in air, ground, and missile technology. Jim Talent is a former Republican senator from Missouri. I did a couple of columns in which I said I thought they were the predominant power in their near seas, and their ambitions are global. They want an expeditionary force. You're right to be concerned about the expansion of the nuclear arsenal, But the emphasis is on the maritime uh, domain, on space, on cyber, and on advanced weaponry. Former Senator Talent speaking to the Salem Radio Network. This is SRN News. Larry Elder sees the hypocrisy of the movement. Chicago, 55 people shot, 10 fatally this past weekend. The weekend before that, by the way, 66 people shot, 5 killed. Again, this is just one weekend. Last weekend in Chicago, 55 shot, 10 fatally. Weekend before that, 66 people shot, 5 fatally. Where's Black Lives Matter? The Larry Elder Show. Afternoons at 5 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. Hour 2 of your Northern Alliance Radio Network closer, Brad Carlson, coming up next. Trump 2024, the world after Trump, addresses the aggressive movement seeking to strip away our freedoms, teachings, and values while silencing religious voices and damaging our economy. Stream us today at SalemNow.com and use the promo code MINNEAPOLIS to save 20%. Here's your forecast from the Homestead Road Weather Center, partly sunny and high of 83 tonight, mostly cloudy, a little bit of a breeze, and a low of 52. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer. Brad Carlson. And 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And it'll bring you right to our Facebook page where we uh, well, we try to keep regular updates on what everything's going on with the show. Kind of taking the, uh, a little transition. We kind of teased it a little bit at the end of last hour talking about Kirk Cousins. Uh, in the COVID pandemic. So now we're going to go full-fledged into football. It's our annual NFC North preview with friend of the broadcast, uh, Mark Hearing. You can check out his blog at Mr. Dilettante's Neighborhood. I don't know how to spell dilettante off the top of my head. So Most just, of the time I don't either, yes. actually. Glad you have it on your uh, on the head of the blog there. But uh, just go to my blog, bradcarlson.org, and I link to it on today's post uh, promoting the broadcast. Mark has uh, been with us uh, multiple years doing an NFC North preview because with my being a Vikings fan, Mark being a Packers enthusiast, it's really the only division that matters to us. We took a few years off when I only had a one-hour show, so uh, we couldn't take the whole show talking football. But now that we're back to two hours, we're taking a little liberty and talking football because, again— 
This is the final Sunday without NFL football, God willing, amid this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, first of all, Mark Hearing, always great to have you on the broadcast, sir. How and are I appreciate you? the opportunity as always, Brad. It's a great treat to talk about NFC North football, an exciting development. It is, and uh, for those of you who may not have heard our preview shows in prior years, what we like to do is take w- one segment uh, for each of the four teams this hour, and we go in alphabetical order, so Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota. So obviously we start with the uh, Chicago Bears. Uh, let's see. How, I know they didn't fare as well in uh, 2019. They finished 8-8 eight and eight in, th- in third place last year in the NFC North Division. Kind of looking ahead, they made some key additions. Uh, well, first of all, when you have the number 2 overall pick in 2017, a draft that has uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes in the – when it has Patrick Mahomes in that uh, particular draft and Deshaun Watson, and you pick Mitch Trubisky as your quarterback, kind of an inauspicious omen, Mark Hearing, and as a result, uh, the Bears have brought in Nick Foles via a trade because of his relationship with head coach Matt Nagy, although Trubisky will be the starter week one. They also uh, signed tight end Jimmy Graham, uh, your old Packer tight end. Absolutely, and and what a wonderful pickup for the Bears. I mean, a guy who and for the Packers and for the especially for the Packers. Actually, (laughs) Um, I mean, Mr. Graham was washed up about two stops ago. So, but we'll see what the Bears can do with him. And uh, uh, the Bears suffered some losses in the defensive backfield. Uh, Prince Amukumara. Cornerback was cut. Uh, ha-ha, Clinton Dix moved on. Another former Packer has moved on. Uh, guard Kyle Long retired. Quarterback uh, Chase Daniel ended up uh, uh, moving on after they uh, traded for Nick Foles. Now, Mark, we talked about this last year. The Bears have had some remarkable seasons where they've just come out of nowhere, had a terrific season. 2001, they finished 13-3, and playing largely a last-place schedule. But 13-3 and is 13-3. and then they kind of fell off the next few years. And then in 05 and 06, had a couple terrific years, including going to the Super Bowl after 06. Fell off again for a few years. Jay Cutler was in the fold. His second year with the team, they went to the NFC title game. Hosted your Packers in the NFC title game 2010. Fell off again for a few more years. Then they had a nice pop-up season in 2018 where they got 12 wins, division title. Then lost in the opening round because you know, Cody Parkey couldn't stay away from the uprights and the crossbars. <laughs> uh, so... We talked about this last year. This just feels like another drop-off for the team. Sure enough, it was. Their defense was solid, but they were near last in pretty much any offensive category. That's the uh, reason for bringing in Nick Foles as kind of an insurance policy uh, for Mitch Trubisky out there, Mark Hearing. Yeah, and it's, I mean, the problem the Bears seem to have with that is, I mean, the search for a quality quarterback in Chicago has been going on since the 1940s. Um, Sid Luckman, of course, was a Hall of Famer, and... Subsequent to that, they've had a really long list of quarterbacks. I think since, I believe, Brett Favre, for example, started in Green Bay back in 92, I want to say the Bears have had something on the order of 35 to 40 different starting quarterbacks in that 25-year period. That would suggest, uh, I guess, a little lack of continuity. And if you're starting over every single year and sometimes every single week, that does not help your offensive prowess, no question. So this is uh, obviously the Bears. I think defensively, you know, it'll be in good shape. Obviously, you still got Khalil Mack in the fold. Had another solid year last year. But uh, uh, Akeem Hicks was out most of the season with injury. That certainly was a blow to that defense because that one-two combo was very formidable in uh, 2018. Uh, I'm assuming Hicks will be back and healthy this season. Yes. And they did add uh, Robert Quinn, edge rusher, to a five-year $70 million deal, $30 million guaranteed. So the defense is pretty solid. The question is going to be, what are they looking at uh, offensively? And I think we talked about you know, Mitch Trubisky looks to be in a short leash. Uh, as far as a running game, we talked a little bit about David Montgomery. Uh, Tariq Cohen's kind of the kind of their gadget. Trying to, I don't know if they tried to make him into another Matt Forte. He's been okay at times. Uh, caught 79 balls out of the backfield last year. Pretty solid, but uh, what are we looking uh, offensive prowess for the Bears this year? Because obviously going in uh, – as usual, it seems, that's going to be their big question mark. Well, the running game seems to be an issue. Uh, Montgomery came in last year with a fair amount of hype out of Iowa State. He's a pretty solid runner, but he's kind of just a guy. I don't think he's got anything special about about him. And he's, 3.7 yards per rush last year. That's not gonna yeah, get that's done. not going to get it done in the NFL. And to be honest, um, given what we've seen of the Bears – on that, I mean, they run the best when they have a quality running back. Obviously, Walter Payton being the best example. But sure. for about the last, you know, seven to eight seasons, I mean, before that, 
they had Matt Forte, who I think really was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of guy you need to have in Chicago to make it go. And I'm not convinced Montgomery is that guy. And right now the pickings are pretty slim back there. I mean, they're actually um, thinking about using um, former Viking hand and um, all-time favorite around here, Cordero Patterson, uh-huh. who, as a potential running back. And um, that's an interesting concept, but I don't think that's something that you'd want to rely on either. It's gonna, they're, it's, they're going to try to, I guess, best tailor to Trubisky's skill set, whatever that is. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm not as familiar, but... Uh, Allen Robinson, solid year last year, over 1,100 yards receiving. Anthony Miller, okay, you know, 656 yards, only had 52 receptions. I know he was hampered a little bit by injuries. He only had seven starts. Uh, Appeared in 16 games, but certainly not someone that they relied on fully. Uh, In addition to signing Jimmy Graham, they drafted their first pick, which wasn't until the second round, uh, Cole Komet, a tight end out of Notre Dame. So maybe they're going to try some two tight end sets to maybe – help Trubisky out a little bit, Mark. I, I don't know what where they're going with this, but uh, I think the Bears were looking at it um, similar to last year when they finished 8-8. Eight and eight. You can expect some solid defensive performances from them, but offensively, it uh, seems to me they're still trying to find their identity. I would think so. I mean, um, Nagy, their coach, is really a tremendous offensive mind, and he was able to do a lot of interesting things with Trubisky in, during that playoff season, but the talent level seemed to drop off last year, and as a result of that, it just didn't work. Either that or the league caught up with them. I mean, that certainly happens as well. The Bears, I mean, they went out and got Jimmy Graham, which is puzzling. And um, <laughs> they had, at one point in the offseason, I believe something on the order of 10 or 11 tight ends on their roster, which is, um, that's, uh, again, a kind of an unusual approach towards team building. But we'll see what happens. And um I think the Bears just, they don't necessarily have the parts that they need on offense, at least from what I can tell, to really be a contender in the division. There's a lot of um, firepower offensively in the NFC North and some of the other teams, and the Bears can't keep up with it. Defensively, obviously, they're really, really good, and they have some tremendous talent. Um, as much as Mac gets the credit, I you had mentioned Akeem Hicks. I think Akeem Hicks is one of the best um, players in the NFL on defense. He's tremendous and just a monster. But, again, he was injured last year, and that hurt a lot. We'll see. If he can stay healthy, they, the defense will improve. But will it be enough to contend with the other teams in the division? I don't know. Yeah, they. I mean, again, defensively, <clears throat> even without Hicks for, I think, 11 games of the season, they were still eighth overall in terms of yards allowed. So still very good defense, but uh, you know near the bottom in all, pretty much all offensive categories, at least the bottom five. Yeah, I, you know we've talked about the Bears when they've had these quote unquote pop up seasons. It's largely been on the strength of very good defensive, opportunistic defense. Two thousand one, I mean back to back weeks. Remember Mike Brown that safety back to back pick sixes in overtime to win games. Uh, two thousand five, two thousand six, they obviously had a very good defense, but Devin Hester, of course, was in the prime of his career running kickoffs back uh, constantly. Uh, you're not. I don't know if this defense is as opportunistic. They, you know, they will make stops. They may score some points, but um, I think the overarching theme here is the Bears are going to have to rely largely on their defense. So uh, Nick Foles, you know, again, I have a feeling we're going to see him sooner rather than, than later. But what has he ever done outside of Philadelphia? Um, really not much. No, he hasn't. And I think, you know, he really caught magic in a bottle in that Super Bowl season. Um, but that was an exceptionally strong team around him. I don't see that level of talent, obviously, in Chicago. Last year when Foles was in Jacksonville, the talent he was got hurt, like He got hurt. Week one, I think. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it didn't go well. I, I then mean, Uncle Rico, I mean, Gardner Minshew stepped in <laughs> as uh, yeah quarterback. Yeah, he could Jaguars. throw that ball right over those mountains. <laughs> yes, he sure he could. Just, just well, ask him, he'd tell you, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, that's an excellent point. I think, uh, you know, Foles was, I think, was ready to get out of football. He had a bad season with, I think it was with the Rams, like 2015. And then Andy Reid convinced him to, you know, be a backup with the Chiefs in 2016. And, like you said, 17 came in late in the season for a very good Philadelphia Eagles team where Carson Wentz was having an MVP caliber season, led them to the Super Bowl. Even in 2018, we alluded to the playoff game the Bears lost. They lost two, Nick Foles and the Eagles. Yes. And he was an, he rescued that season again and hence garnered the big payday in Jacksonville and didn't get an opportunity once, you know, well, number one, because of injury, and once they thought Gardner Minshew could be a formidable quarterback. 
That remains to be seen. <laughs> but uh, figure, well, let's see. We're going to pay a guy who's formidable that's making you know half a million dollars or you know twenty million dollars a year. I mean, the decision was pretty easy by that point, and so they found a trade partner with the Bears, and uh, we'll see if he can recapture the old magic again. I'm skeptical because. Outside of Philadelphia, we've we've just not seen it. No, and I don't. I really don't see any evidence based on what's in front of us that that's going to happen. They'll give Trubisky some play. We'll see what happens with him. His problem as a quarterback has always been, and if you watch him play, you see this repeatedly: is that as soon as he gets in trouble, he ducks his head and runs, and he stops looking at the field. Then he looks up, and then he tries to make a throw, and then he throws an interception, and it's been a problem for him. And this is a tendency that he has had as a quarterback that he has not been able to overcome. You can try to train a quarterback out of that, but the Bears have not been able to do that, and I think ultimately that's been the stumbling block. He's got a big arm, but that's all. So I'm, we're looking at Bears were 8-8 eight eight last year. I think their defense is a little bit better with the addition of Quinn and Akeem Hicks coming back. Uh, offense, just such a wild card in COVID-19 pandemic. Everything's a wild card. I think they'll be at least 8-8, eight eight, maybe 9 or 10 wins if the defense can perform well again. Um, I don't see them winning the division, though. But I don't either. Spoiler alert, obviously a team later on will be winning the division. <laughs> we, we, that we is think. correct. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Talking NFC North preview with Mark Hearing right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. George Floyd's death sparked national outrage and propelled the country to confront issues of race and justice like few times before in our history. But between partisan politics and protests, the question remains, are we tackling the issue of race in America honestly? Tough questions like this are here to stay and demand fair and truthful responses if we want to move toward a better collective future. That's why we're bringing national media host Larry Elder together with author and commentator Candace Owens for a -a one-of-a-kind virtual event called Unbiased, Unvarnished Truth Behind Race in America. Stream Unbiased live on September 17th as Larry and Candace share personal stories and present a straightforward account of the real issues of race in this country. Don't miss this important discussion in a pivotal season in our nation. For details and tickets, visit am1280thepatriot.com. Unbiased is brought to you by Roof to Deck Decoration, the Christmas lighting people. Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com, Trump 2024. Stream it today at SalemNow.com. If you or someone you know is living with metastatic breast cancer, listen to Find Your MBC Voice Radio online at FindYourMBCVoice.com. The streaming channel that helps you get informed and feel empowered when faced with a metastatic breast cancer diagnosis. Visit findyourmbcvoice.com to find your strength, to find your community, to find your MBC voice. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson, and friend of the broadcast, Mark Hearing, talking NFC North, doing a preview 
Of the only division that matters to us, with my being a Vikings fan, Mark being a Packers fan, we'll get to Minnesota and Green Bay down the line here. But next up is the uh, Detroit Lions in 2019, a miserable 3-12-1 record, finishing dead last in the NFC North Division. Uh, Matt Patricia, I believe that was his first year uh, or second year. I don't, second year. Second year as a Lions coach. Uh, uh, seems to me that uh, this is a better make a goal of it or show significant improvement this season. Otherwise, it'll be another in a long list of Belichick disciples that just don't cut it as a head coach. But uh, uh, we're looking ahead to the uh, Lions 2020 season. We talked about the Bears uh, having a string of quarterbacks year to year, sometimes week to week. Lions haven't had that problem since 2009. They've had their franchise quarterback identified, Matthew Stafford, and he's put up some terrific numbers in his career, and this will be his 12th season with the Lions. And he's had some big-time offensive playmakers, but they've just never seemed to put it all together at once. Sometimes they have formidable defenses, but then Stafford gets hurt or some of his weapons are injured or whatever else, and he just has to make a go. But I think I think Mark had the perfect analogy. Uh, perhaps our generation's uh, Archie Manning, Mark Hearings? I think, I think so. Every, is the To paraphrase Paul Simon, every generation throws uh, Archie Manning up the pop charts, and Mr. Stafford's had that um, opportunity for this generation. Um, tremendous quarterback, tremendous talent, make all the throws. He has demonstrated over the course of those many seasons that he – does make all those throws. We've seen some tremendous touchdowns that he's thrown, and we've seen some tremendous Lion offenses. But have we seen a successful Lions team beyond getting maybe into the first round of the playoffs? We have not. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think 1991, they beat the Dallas Cowboys in the divisional playoff game, and I think that's their only playoff win in, what, 60, 70 years, something like that? Something like that, I believe. Oh, I mean, it's insane. They won the NFL championship back in um, 1957, which okay. um, you know, behind the immortal Tobin Rote, I believe, was the quarterback at that point. Well, Tobin Rote's been dead for about five <laughs> to seven years. Tobin Rote's not walking through that door, Yeah, folks. Tobin is not coming <laughs> through the door, and so it's that sort of a thing. The Lions, I mean... I think the only team that has existed throughout the entirety of the Super Bowl era that's never been to the Super Bowl is the Detroit Lions. That's true. Yeah, uh, I think um, Cleveland Browns, Jacksonville Jaguars, another Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. So all expansion teams. Yeah, right. So to your point, yeah, that's just uh, crazy, crazy to think about. Uh, but we are. Uh, you, he's had some good weapons at his disposal. Obviously, Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, uh, solid receivers. Danny Amendola was okay with him last year. Uh, I see that Patricia's trying to maybe garner the Patriot magic. Some of the additions they made: uh, linebacker Jamie Collins signed a three-year deal. Uh, they acquired safety Deron Harmon uh, via trade, and uh, so they're trying to get maybe the Patriot magic on the defensive side of the ball. The defense was ranked near dead to last in a lot of categories. So the question is, are they going to be able to stop someone with some of these acquisitions? I have no idea. Um, The short answer is probably no, given what they've done in the past. And they lost their best um, cornerback, Darius Slay, who's one of the best um, cover corners in the league. He's off to Philadelphia now. So that's really where I think the Lions are going to struggle is on defense. Yeah, and and they um they are looking to fortify uh, their running game, uh, and they decided to uh, bring Adrian Peterson in. Uh, apparently, uh, once uh, the Redskins changed their name, they had no longer any use for Adrian Peterson. Maybe just a coincidence, I don't know. But uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson released by the Redskins the other day. The Lions, I just we just saw this literally this morning. Uh, the Lions uh, picked him up. Just you know, obviously they're taking a flyer on him. Uh, picked him up for like a one million dollar deal. So uh, I. That's not going to be a game changer by any stretch of the imagination, but it makes you wonder um, what their plan is for the run game. I think their leading rusher last year, carry on Johnson with 403 yards yep. uh, rush. That's not going to get it done, Mark. Here. No, it's not. And um, they did draft a running back pretty high, um, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia, who was a very dynamic player for the Georgia Bulldogs, but um, he's not a really big guy. He's kind of, you know, not kind of the pounder that you might want to have in the NFC North. And so you wonder about that. Johnson was good, but then he got injured. The fact that they had to bring in Adrian Peterson felt that it was a good idea to do that at this late date suggests that they don't have a lot of confidence in their running game as it's currently structured. 
Right, and uh, we you know we're talking a little bit about the defense now. They they had the number three overall pick. They took Jeff Okuda out of uh, Ohio State, a corner. Uh, but I I can't I can maybe count on one hand the number of corners that have had an immediate impact. You know, in the past couple of decades, I mean, you think maybe Deion Sanders is, comes to mind. Patrick Peterson with the Cardinals is another guy that maybe comes to mind. But an immediate that's a that is a tough position to come in and have that immediate impact, especially in a division like this where you've got guys like uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford that still can throw the ball around a little bit. So. Absolutely, and I mean that's that's the problem is that I. You wonder, now Matthew Stafford. Matthew, actually, team. well, yeah, well, he gets to play against Matthew Stafford in practice. There is yeah. that, but I mean, you still got. I mean, how? How? I you know, I I don't mean to say all thirty-something white quarterbacks look the same. Kirk Cousins, you Kirk, know, Kirk is going to fit my own Vikings. Forget my own Vikings. Absolutely, but I mean, so. but, but Kirk is Kirk is a more than competent NFL quarterback, and he has demonstrated his ability as well. And he's the kind of guy who, if he is given time, I don't mean to get into the Viking discussion early, but. Um, it's one he's proven that he can do that, and if the Lions can't rush the passer, and I don't see a lot of evidence that they have pass rushers available on their team, I think Mr. Okuda and the rest of his friends back there are going to be really struggling, particularly against quality receivers. Um, there are at least one or two good quality receivers on every other team in the division. Yeah, that's a, that's an excellent point. Uh, I think that uh, well, while I have the numbers up here, yeah, I think uh, uh, Devon. Kennard and Trey Flowers each led the team with seven sacks. You know, and again for uh, for quarterbacks the caliber of Rodgers uh, and and Cousins, and you know if, uh, if someone if Nick Foles ends up taking over, we've seen what he can do with you know, with a little bit of time. You know, so and and, you, and those are six year games right there. So yeah, it's it's going to be a tough go of it to to, to say the least. Uh I don't see the Lions um getting to the playoffs and thus uh getting playoff win number 2 in the past half century. It's uh, uh that's a big ask for this year. Um in your mind, Mark, what what is the minimum that has to happen for Matt Patricia to keep his job because there were rumors even last year that he was on a uh, very short leash. You know, I think basically from what I've been hearing he's going to have to at least go 8 and 8 or even 9 and 7. Given what I see in front of us here, that seems like a very, very tall order. And it feels like to me the lines are going to be starting over yet again. Yeah. And again, this is that they've got, uh, I mean, I guess if it's good news, they got nowhere to go but up. I mean, they were 31st in defense <laughs> overall in terms of, of yards allowed, allowing 400 yards a game. And again, that was with Darius Slay, one of the, as you alluded to, one of the best cover corners in the game on their team. He's not there anymore. So yeah, I I think that you're gonna uh, find out that same thing, and, and um, to kind of paraphrase uh, uh, Danny Glover and Lethal Weapon, I'll clean it up. I'm too old for this crap. When does Matthew Stafford finally get to that point? He's in his 12th season, and boy, the the beatings he takes. It's amazing he's played as many games as he has. The punishment that he has taken behind some of those lines, and basically having to be the magic. Um, but wow, tw- tw- this is a, yeah, 12th season. That's a that's a tall order again, once again. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel I actually feel bad for the guy. I mean, he's oh, I do too. He's yeah. he's been a tremendous professional, but um, just not in a good position. You, he's the kind of guy you'd like to see. Hopefully, that maybe someday the Lions will just throw him a bone, give him a chance to play backup for a good team, and see what happens. Maybe he'll have a chance to march to glory, a la Earl Morrill or something like that, to go way back. But um, I I understand that reference. So yeah, I actually get that reference. Yeah, well, I guess um, if if we're, I think we're safe in saying the Lions will probably finish fourth again uh, in the division. At least I feel safe saying that. <laughs> I do too. Um, if they can get to five or six wins, um, I think I think five hundred is overly optimistic at this point. Again, this is all on paper, and this is a very unique set of circumstances given this COVID nineteen pandemic. Uh, you know, if you go back to what we were talking about in 2017, we pro- I think we both said the Packers would repeat as division champions, but then Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. I mean, it just stuff like that can happen. But with this COVID-19 pandemic, no one is no one's safe, really, when Correct. you think about it. So uh, but all things being equal, if we're going to predict, I'd say Lions maybe get five or six wins. Um, and I don't see how that's anything but fourth place in this division, Mark Ewing. Yeah, I would have to agree. I don't see there's any way they're going to get seven wins would, to me, be an accomplishment. And so I 
Matt Patricia likes to keep a pencil behind his ear. I hope he's got that sharpened because he may need it for job applications. Yeah. Someone said during the Super Bowl, you know, that pencil behind his ear, is it, can he use the other end, the eraser, to erase that game plan? Uh, you just uh, allowed 40 <laughs> points to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, I, I think that's a um, – well, uh, Josh McDaniels had a couple-year stint in Denver, and he was welcome back to New England, so maybe there's a future back in New England. Doing something for Bill Belichick, I have no idea, but, yeah – uh, it's hard to see Matt Patricia lasting beyond this season if they have another fourth-place finish, which we are going on record as predicting. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Next up is Mark's Green Bay Packers. We'll be talking Packers. Where are they going to finish in the division? Got all the way to the NFC Championship game last year. Can they get that far again? We'll be back in mere moments to discuss on the Northern Alliance Radio Network, our official NFC North preview. Go nowhere. Land of 10,000 lakes has an ice ring to it, but actually Minnesota has more than 11,800 lakes. But who's counting? Well, there's Ann Lake, Balsam Lake, Cass Lake, Detroit Lake, Eagle Lake, Fox Lake, Gull Lake, Hidden Lake, Adam Lake, John Lake, Craze Lake, Lean Lake. But if water isn't your thing, Minnesota is also home to amazing hiking, biking, and more. Find your true north. Visit exploreminnesota.com. Torrey Lake, Rainy Lake, Silver Lake, Toad Lake, U.S. Lock and Dam Pool 5A, Boss Lake. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for twelve eighty. Best burger in town, as far as I'm concerned, and it's twelve eighty anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack. Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closing instant cash and huge savings plus there are no realtor fees no listing fees and no repair costs just cash in your hands for that painful property they're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month so take advantage of this cash offer and call quick cash offer now 800-775-4514 800-775-4514 that's 800-775-4514 If you're cleaning up your food production facility and you're in charge of sanitization, American Pressure is the right place for you. We know that if you aren't clean, you can't make product. From food-grade oil and pumps to custom products to clean conveyors, we know your application. Water savings, reliable equipment, and quick support are just some of the reasons to call American Pressure. Find out more at AmericanPressure.com. Welcome back, AM 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Talking NFC North football with a friend of the broadcast, Mark Hearing. We're doing a uh, preview. We've already done the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. Going in alphabetical order, Chicago, Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota. So we are up to Mark Hearing's Green Bay Packers. Terrific season last year, finishing first in the NFC North Division with a 13-3 and record, getting all the way to the NFC uh, Championship game, losing to the uh, eventual, obviously, NFC champion San Francisco 49ers. Uh, looking at some of the uh, key additions, uh, they get into a little bit more free agency, Mark, hearing now that um, their previous uh, 
uh, general man or there uh, Ted Thompson now that now that he's no longer there. Ted Thompson wasn't a big dabbler in free agency. He took he took a flyer on some guys and it worked for guys like Charles Woodson revived a Hall of Fame career. But uh, the Packers getting a little bit more into it. Uh, Christian Kirksey, linebacker, uh, tackle Rick Wagner, and tight end Mercedes Lewis all signed via free agency. Now, I did. I, I had forgotten about this. Wide receiver Devin Funches looking to supplement the wide receiver core opted out for the season, as have a good number of players this year. Yep, so um, he was supposed to be the guy who was going to help out the um, much maligned wide receiver um, group for the Packers, and he opted out. So it's essentially a status quo thing. So we're looking at, obviously, uh, uh, Devontae Adams was certainly uh, the big dog for the uh, for the club last year. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, I mean, he set such a standard, and he threw for 4,000 yards, 26 TDs, only four interceptions. And people kind of shrug it off. Boy, he's, he's certainly not the quarterback he once was. Well, that's a pretty tough on good season uh, by all sta- by all standards. Now, the sixty two percent completion percentage again that's a pretty that's a pretty good number. But when you're talking sixty five seventy percent, some quarterbacks are going. And again, with Rogers setting such a high standard, uh, people look at those numbers and they say, "Wow, you know, I didn't really have that good a year." But again, uh, you look at their overall body of work last year, and, and I know we've had discussions about this. I look at some of the victories that they've had and it's just like how are they 13 and 3 but Mark why don't you tell us how did they get to 13 and 3 last year they took advantage of essentially every opportunity that was given to them that's what they did they were a very resourceful team they're a very dynamic team and defensively until the wheels kind of came off of the wagon at the end there defensively they were much improved and i think you can attribute most of that to your point about Brian Gutekunst bringing in um, free agents last year bringing in Le- Darius, no, Zadarius Smith and um, Preston Smith, the Smith brothers, and they both um, ended up with double digits. Somebody sacks. have a cough drop? I'm a, yeah, I you probably. Yeah, I, I mean, it's. I think basically <laughs> they they're both bearded too, so they could actually appear on that cough drop box. There's no question about it. But um, they both ended up with um, double digit sacks, and they were one of the most dynamic passers. I know Kirk Cousins is seeing Zadarius Smith in his nightmares. Uh. Sure is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so as is Garrett Bradbury. So. Absolutely, those big dreadlocks are flying through the breeze and um, coming at him. And he, poor Kirk, got planted a few times last season. Oh yeah, that was ugly. That was ugly. So, uh, yeah. So defensively, I think they were uh, they they certainly were uh, improved over the prior season. Still, as far as yards allowed, it's amazing that I mean, you look at offensive rankings. I mean, the Packers in. in Yards offense, 18th in the NFL, which for an Aaron Rodgers-led team is pretty low. Defense, same thing, kind of middle of the road, yet somehow popped up 13-3, and and you look at it and say, okay, for a team that you look at and they weren't that highly ranked in terms of all that, and as you said, took advantage of a lot of opportunities, certainly they're going to want to supplement through free agency in the draft, but yet their first three draft picks, all offensive players, including – they used their first draft pick on a quarterback, Jordan Love, out of Utah State. How did uh, what was kind of the official on the record reaction of Aaron Rodgers to that, Mark Hearing? Um, well, I mean, he's been kind of dancing around that ever since it happened. He made reference to apparently having a couple of shots tequila, things like that. <laughs> okay, and um, he's been um, his public stance, and since um, training camp has begun, he's been ever the professional. He hasn't treated it with a sulk in the way that. Um, Mr. Rogers' predecessor, Mr. Favre, did when mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers first came to town. I think Rogers gets it. He was in this same position essentially 15 years ago. And so he knows that it's not going to work for the team and for team unity and team comedy if you're going to, um, to pout about it. Um, there's no way I think that Love sees the field this season unless something no. really catastrophic happens. So they're bringing him in. They're going to see if they can turn him into something. He's got a big arm. He's got athleticism. He's got a lot of the th- kind of traits you look for, but he's raw. He played at Utah State, which is not exactly the um, Shangri-La of college football. We'll put it that way. So he's got a way to go. I mean, they the ideal for Love would be to keep him on the bench like they did with Rodgers when Favre was here, um, keep him in there for about one, two, maybe even three seasons before they play him. But you have to see what happens. Meanwhile, the other guys that they drafted early on didn't necessarily seem like the thing you wanted. Everybody's talked about the Packers' lack of prowess on the receiving side of the ball with, um, beyond Devontae Adams, who's an absolute stud. But 
These other guys haven't necessarily shown a lot. Alan Lazard was good, but not great. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is a tremendous talent, but there just seemed to be something missing in his game last season. He had a lot of big plays early on, then he completely faded away. So you were wondering what's going to happen. There were a ton of wide receivers out there. The Vikings drafted a very good one, for example, which I'm sure we'll talk about in the next segment. Sure. But, um the Packers did not do that. The Packers drafted another running back, which seemed counterintuitive since they had Aaron Jones, who was outstanding last season, and A.J. Dillon, who's um, just an absolute monster of a running back out of Boston College. And then they drafted a tight end named that nobody had ever heard of, including me, named Josiah DeGuara out of the University of Cincinnati. But um, Matt LaFleur, the coach, has a plan for this guy and basically – they want to turn him into the equivalent of the 49er player Kyle Yushek. Yeah. Mm, okay. That's the plan is to kind of make him an H-back tight end kind of guy. They think he's got that skill set. Yeah, and, and this is something I know that, is, that has been brought up. I know Aaron Rodgers after the 2016 championship game lost to Atlanta, and I think he said a variation of it after last year. It's just like, you know, I don't know that we necessarily have to rebuild. We still have a pretty good core. We need to reload. And then – to your point, they draft a few uh, offensive players. So, again, I know you're not a mind reader, Mark Hearing, but how is he taking this? Because this is something that, hey, we need to uh, upgrade these certain areas, and then with the first round, they they take a quarterback. Now, again, for unity's sake, he's saying all the right things, and he's a professional, so he's still going to perform at a high level, but it's he's got to know it. He's going to be 37 this year. Time's getting short. It is, and I think that's the concern is that are they giving him enough to make that last run? Everybody in Green Bay and, frankly, throughout the league has believed that Rodgers should have won multiple Super Bowls at this time. Now, mind you, it's not easy to win a Super Bowl. The other guys try really hard, and they tend to be really good. And over the course of the seasons where the Packers were close but no cigar, I mean, he lost to Russell Wilson. There's no shame in that. Mm -hmm. He lost to Matt Ryan at the top of his powers. There's really no shame in that either. So, I mean, they played well. They just weren't quite good enough in any of those seasons. Beyond. Are those in a Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, come on now. Yeah. My team suffered the same fate the week before. I got, no, I got no, nothing no. to say about that. No, but, but I mean, <laughs> no, this this season was, this past season was different. I mean, the Packers got blown off the field. They were not the quality team to go to the Super Bowl, I, nor really were they in 16 when they lost to the Falcons. That 2014 team is the one that everybody mm. feels bad about when they lost on that series of fluke plays to the Seahawks. Yes. Yes. But, you know, that's now six years in the rearview mirror, so it really doesn't matter anymore. There's very few players on that team who remain in Green Bay. Rodgers is one of the few that does. So you really can't worry about that anymore. If you're a Packer fan or if you're a Packer organization, you have to figure out who do you got on your team right now, what can they do with it, and what can they make of the players that are there now. Do they have enough guys to get back to the Super Bowl in this season? Who knows? Yeah, right. But you got. I think it's, it doesn't feel like they did enough to me to try to get the quality of a player that they would need. The problem they had with the wide receiver group that they had is they had a couple guys targeted, and one of the two of the guys, from what I've heard, that they really liked and would have potentially looked taken in the first round ended up elsewhere. One of them, for example, is not far from here. Okay. So uh, I guess uh, we'll wrap up this segment. The Green Bay Packers, again, they won the division last year. Uh, I think uh, – uh, I think they'll be right there again this year. I, I, I don't know that they'll win 13 games, but uh, double-digit wins, not definitely not out of the question. Sports Illustrated has them winning the division with nine games, uh, which uh, tells you that this <laughs> division top to bottom isn't the greatest division to be sure. But I, I think Green Bay will win at least 10 games, and uh, that's going to be good enough for a playoff spot, if nothing else. I think so. I think 10, probably 11 wins seems likely to me. Um Defensively, they're going to be better. Um, I think that they've had another year. They've um, done some things to try to fortify on defense. That'll help. Will it be enough? I don't know. The question is, all the other teams in the NFC are improving as well. Have they done enough to keep pace? Yeah. So that's uh, that's why we have these prediction shows, so we can come in back and revisit how how desperately wrong we were the year before. <laughs> We haven't done that, thankfully. You know, we're just uh, we're just spitballing here. But final segment, talking our uh, Minnesota Vikings right here, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with Mark Hearing during our official NFC North preview. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. 
Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Relief Factor. Effective pain relief that really, really works. How do I know that? I don't have a script. I don't have talking points. I live it. I've been taking it for a year and a half. I had a lower back pain issue that had been plaguing me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor for two Weeks, yes, two weeks, and my pain was gone, and it's still gone. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. Don't take my word for it. See their incredible video testimonials at relieffactor.com, and then find out for yourself if this incredible drug-free product could work for you as well as it does for me and tens of thousands of Americans. It's so very, very simple. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick starter pack. It'll be at your door in three days or less. And I guarantee it, Dr. G's guarantee, if you take it morning and evening, as do I, for three weeks, by the end of that time, you will know if it works for you like it works for me. Hello, Mrs. Koontz. It's the back left tire of your RV calling. Wanted to give you a heads up that I'm going to blow out on the highway later today. Wait, what? Says here I'm going to burst in the middle of rush hour. Well, can we reschedule? Sorry, our policy states that once we're scheduled to burst, we have to. We really pride ourselves on our commitment to blowouts. RV owners can't schedule when things go wrong on the road. That's why there's Progressive, a leader in RV insurance. You want a text confirmation when I burst? Uh, think I'll notice. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. All right. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment. Our NFC North preview with Mark Hearing. Again, Mark being a Packers fan. Boy, that was an abrupt ending of that song. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> More time for the Vikings. I guess. Yeah, we, we need it apparently because, oh, just to cover all the players they lost to free agency. We, uh, <laughs> but uh, Vikings in our NFC North preview, of course, Mark being a Packers fan, myself a Vikings fan. It's the only division that matters to us. So uh, we'll get to the Vikings here. Last year finished 10-6. Uh, and six. They uh, did win a game. Kirk Cousins won a game in prime time, uh, and he won a playoff game. So uh, kind of uh, dismissing a couple of chanting points that say he can never win in prime time, can never win a playoff game. Those are all fine, but if you have Super Super Bowl aspirations, that can't be your ceiling. You have to definitely exceed that, and it's a good start. No doubt about it, the, the win over New Orleans in the playoffs, very impressive, very unexpected considering how decimated their defense was, but then we're just – non-competitive in the second half against the 49ers the following week. So they've had some significant losses to uh, on their organization. Uh, wide receiver Stephon Diggs, uh, perennial pro bowler last few years at least, gone via the trade to Buffalo. Uh, their defensive backfield's been decimated. Trey Waynes, Mackenzie Alexander, Xavier Rhodes, all left via free agency. On their defensive line, edge rusher Everson Griffin has moved on. Uh, did he move on to the uh, – refresh my memory, Mark. Who did he move on to? I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Nick, can you help us Cowboys. out? Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah, that's what okay. Thank you. Uh, I know the Packers were looking to maybe possibly look at him. But uh, Everson Griffin moved on to the Cowboys. Uh, Linval Joseph clogging up that middle. He's no longer there. Uh, and so they signed out of Baltimore free agent Michael Pierce to take Linval Joseph's place, except 
Michael Pierce decided to opt out this season due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the Vikings did manage to hang on to Anthony Harris via the franchise tag. They did re-sign uh, fullback C.J. Ham, who was very important in their running game. Uh, uh, Delvin Cook, they did not sign to a long-term extension, but thankfully he did not hold out. So if Delvin Cook can stay healthy, that's a very important part of the defense. A lot of concerns on the uh, defensive side of the ball, to be sure. Uh, so they did address those concerns by drafting a couple of corners uh, in the draft. Uh, they had two first-round draft picks, one acquired uh, in the Stefan Diggs trade with Buffalo. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number one pick out of uh, – 22nd pick overall out of LSU, wide receiver. Plays kind of the same position as Adam Thielen, so they're going to have to try to figure that out. But someone with that kind of talent – uh, I think they'll be able to hash that out. Jeff Gladney uh, picked 31st overall corner out of TCU, very highly touted. They like him a lot, look good in training camp. Of course, we don't know. There was no game action since preseason football was canceled. Uh, Cameron Dantzler, third-round pick out of Mississippi State, another corner. Uh, again, corner is a position, as we talked about, Mark, that's a really, really tough position to just step right in and have an immediate impact. So, that's a big ask of these young corners if that's what they're expecting out of them. I know they say Mike Zimmer's the cornerback whisperer, but whew, a couple of rookies, that's a big ask. Well, just in the division, um, these gentlemen are going to have to look at Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to look at Kenny Galladay, and they're going to have to look at Allen Robinson with the Bears. So those are probably three of the top ten wide receivers in the National Football League. I agree, yeah. And that's just in the division. Their Vikings are also going to be playing um, the – I believe the Vikings are also going to be playing the um, NFC South this year like the rest of the teams in the division. So I think that um, that means – no, maybe I'm wrong about that. But anyway, no, they do. They do. So they're, yep, play they're, so they're going to be looking at um, – they're going to be looking at Drew Brees. They're going to be looking at Tom Brady. They're going to be um, – That's true. So um, there's going to be a baptism by fire for that Viking defense. Matt Ryan and Julio Jones Might, again. Matt, yeah, that's – no slouches there. No, no, definitely not. So, yeah, it's uh, – so um, – this was uh, the speculation, of course, abounded that this could be the one year where the Vikings offense, you know, and this is Mark, Mike Zimmer's seventh season as Vikings head coach, and spe- speculation is that the offense will actually be more productive than the defense for the first time in the Mike Zimmer era. And Mike Zimmer, old crotchet, he is, <laughs> takes that as a challenge. So, you know, he's going to try to coach him up. But again, uh, if you don't have the horses, that's, that's an awful big ask. And as we've been talking about, the middle, I mean, Vikings just uh, traded for Yannick Ngakwe out of uh, Jacksonville, an edge rusher with Daniil Hunter on the other edge. Very formidable pass rushers, no doubt about it. But as we were talking about off air, if you're not clogging up the middle with some of the formidable running backs that the Packers are now featuring, uh, that's not a very good matchup. It's not. And that's going to be the challenge, I think, for the Vikings is that the strength of the Viking defense is in the middle. Their linebackers continue to be outstanding. Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, these are two fantastic players, you know, among the best in the NFL. But the question is, without Pierce being there, since he was going to be the guy to replace Linval Joseph and to kind of clog up the middle and allow the linebackers to make those kind of plays, and that's how the Viking defense has worked over the years, how are they going to be able to do that if um, Daniil Hunter and Ngakwe are really solid players, but they're not necessarily run defenders. No, not at all. And so you wonder about a team kind of loading up with a big offensive line and just pounding the Vikings' defense. You can have the best edge rushers in the world, but if the Vikings are constantly looking, defense is looking at second and two, second and one, things like that, the other team may not need to do that. It's no, essentially the exactly. formula 49ers used against both the Vikings and the Packers, where they just kind of ram the ball down their our respective defense's throats. Yeah, so this uh, I think the offense, um, you know, people talk about the offense, you know, be back explosive because the uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson out of LSU, very good wide receiver, but you don't just lose a receiver, 1,200-yard receiver like Stephon Diggs and automatically and, and don't miss a beat. There's going to be some transition, there's no doubt about it. And wide receiver is one position where, yeah, maybe you can have an immediate impact uh, right away as a rookie. But, again, with Jefferson and Thielen essentially playing the same position, you know that's going to be kind of some shuffling around. So you're going to have to rely on uh, B.C. Johnson, who they like, uh, to, to, uh, to definitely step up his contributions. 
One thing where Kirk Cousins has had been a strength, obviously his play action is one, Dalvin Cook coming back, providing the pass catching out of the backfield, as well as being a solid runner, 1,135 yards rushing last year in a season where he was only missed a couple of games. So relying upon him to stay healthy is never a 100% guarantee, so they need him to stay healthy. Uh, but Kirk Cousins has thrived in a two-tight end set. Kyle Rudolph is back for his 10th season. And Irv Smith is a guy I was really hoping would get a lot more action last year. He showed some flashes when they opened up the offense for him a little bit. But I think with how the offensive line is, they're going to have to get a little bit more creative and allow Cousins to have these two tight end sets because when he was with Washington, that's where he really thrived. And I think Rudolph and Smith could be something where he could, uh, again, he could thrive. I'm glad you mentioned Smith. He's a guy I think is going to be the key to the Viking offense this season because you're right. He showed a lot of flashes. He's a tremendously talented um, receiver, and he's—I mean—he's more than competent as a blocker, doing the other things that a tight end needs to do. So, I think he's the kind of guy who could get loose in the middle and really do some damage. And I think that's going to be a big key. Rudolph, at this point in his career, is a really solid player, but and there, he's lost, lost his step. Yeah, inside the five, you know, he can still jump up and out, jump uh, guys, and. You know, he's made, he made some really nice catches in some of those fade routes last year. But, yeah, that's that's all he is. You know, he's a short yardage guy. You know, and so he's he's not going to be as productive as he was. So that's why I think Herb Smith, as we alluded to, really needs to, to step up. The offensive line's pretty well back. Uh, they have their left tackle back in Riley Reef after they were looking to possibly cut him mm-hmm. uh, if he didn't restructure his contract. So that tells you you know how much confidence they have in him, which is not a ton. Elf line was average as a left guard. Garrett Bradbury, I think, is going to be a good center long-term, but boy, does he need to step up, especially against the Packers. He was at a nightmarish two games against the Packers last year. On skates, basically. Yeah, that was was brutal. Uh, They're looking at uh, Ezra Cleveland maybe moving over to right guard, even though he's natural on the left side. And Brian O'Neill will be back, solid right tackle. So the offensive line, for the most part, is intact, which... That's the good news. You want a cohesive unit, but the bad news is, boy, do they need to step up their game in that middle of that line uh, from Elf Line, Bradbury, and then if Cleveland is the starting uh, right guard. Same, it's the same issue. No, no question about it. So uh, Delvin Cook again, they didn't sign him to an extension, but uh, he's going to be back this year. Needs to stay healthy. Has not played a full season, one hundred percent healthy. So that's going to be important too. Uh, I don't think the Vikings win the division. I think the Packers probably win the division. It'll be battle between the Vikings and Bears for second place, second and third place, and then the Lions bring up the rear. I think that's our, I think that's our official prediction. I, think that's, that's I would agree with that 100%. I think the um, Vikings are probably slightly better than the Bears, but we'll see. Mark, always a pleasure, sir. Always good talking football. Thank, thanks. I really appreciate that. Always goes by too quick, that It hour. really does. Folks, thank you, as always, for indulging us. AM 12A to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Hi, this is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. With the severe weather we've had recently, you may have had some strangers knocking on your door, saying you need to sign something to get weather-related damage on your home covered. We love coming to people's homes for no-pressure, no-obligation consultations. We don't want you to feel pressure to sign anything. If you'd like an expert from the Kingdom Builders to come take a look at your home or just to talk to you about how the insurance process works, we'd be happy to do that. Look us up online at thekingdombuilders.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. You've been hearing us on the radio for years talking about shingle roofing and gutters. 
But did you know that we also do flat and low slope roofing? We install EPDM, TPO, PVC, or any other letter combination you might be able to think of. We don't just install the typical black EPDM rubber that you might be used to seeing. So if you'd like us to come out and evaluate your roof for maintenance, repair, or replacement, look us up at thekingdombuilders.com. I know that on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Millville Park, Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Or corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1280, the page.